124 to play. Strickland again, deep three. Got it! Are you kidding me? Lloyd Strickland with another deep three. One set for sure. That one's going to be off the net. Great hustle there from Alcorn to read that one. Is it four for Filth? Two on one. Filth backdoor pass. Cox looking for Filth and he scores. Beautiful passing play. Luke Filth buries it. Fiddle undresses inside to Josh Lee. He's onside. And there's the finish. Joshua Lee opens the scoring for Durham College in the gold medal game of the national championship. What a finish. Quarter. Not a lot of time. Schluter. Oh, he hits it at the death. Lars Schluter. And there he is coming, putting much light between he and Degonye. And finally, the OUA Phenom takes the win, the one they call Nighthawk. Jack Sheffer is the U Sports Gold Medalist. La Costa is still looking good. So is Hello, everyone, and welcome in to episode number four of the All Canadian podcast, powered by the All Canadian Sports Network. It's a couple days late. This normally comes out Monday, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three episodes a week. I think I had heat stroke for two days because I decided that one of the hottest weekends of the summer, back-to-back days where it felt like 39, 40 degrees, I would golf twice the first day I walked. Not my smartest moment, to say the least. It was hot, like hot, hot in London, in St. Catharines, where we went. Nevertheless, we are a couple days late. I'm your host, as always, Tyler Bennett. The heat stroke has, I think, subsided. I don't know how long it's supposed to last. Didn't sleep. <laughs> After Saturday's round, woke up, felt sick. Twice, Sunday, decided, hey, let's do it again. Why not? We took part in the Brock Men's Basketball Alumni Tournament in St. Catharines, or Thorold, if you will, um, on Sunday. ton of fun as a, as a Brock alum myself, just to go out, golf with other Brock alum if you will, interact with some of the players, interact with some of the guys, kind of get to know them a little bit as well and stay connected to that Brock community. And it's really cool to see the emphasis uh, that coach Willie and his staff uh, have put on engaging alumni uh, at Brock university. And it's one of those things that you see a lot of schools do uh, really well, I think across Canada. And for those schools that, may have a disconnect with their alumni, whether they're athletes or otherwise. It's one of those areas that I think every school needs to tap into. Really continue to build your brand, strengthen those relationships and use those relationships and connections to help your programs grow. And I think that's one area that we don't really do that good of a job in emphasizing. So it's really fun to have been a part of the tournament for the last two years now that they've run it. Uh, First year, obviously, with COVID being 
and having stricter lockdowns at the time, we went off in uh, two cohorts of groups, uh, a bunch off the front nine and a bunch off the back nine and tea times. So they tried to finish within an hour or so of each other. This year was your traditional shotgun. We started at the longest drive hole and it was uh, not a good way to start. A buddy of mine, Chris and our dads went, so we had no, we have no aspirations of winning anyways, but it's always good for some laughs to say the very least. And you add in the heat to it. I don't think any of us drank enough water as we should have, but you live and you learn. And so shout out to coach Willie uh, and the Brock staff and men's basketball team for having us out for a second year in a row. Uh, We didn't win. Maybe next year, I doubt it, that we'll win, but it's always good fun. And if you're a school that doesn't engage alumni as well as you should, really look into your your strategy because that's a market that's an easy, easy sell for a lot of different things when it comes to athletics. So that's where we were on the weekend. That's why there was no podcast on Monday. I'm not as young as I used to be. I can't play 36 holes of golf from back-to-back days in 40-degree heat is what I have discovered. I should have known on the the Saturday morning when I looked in the mirror and saw all the gray hair that I have at 31 and realized you're not you from even five years ago, let alone 10, 15, when I used to golf this much. So you live and you learn. The body's going to now take three weeks to recover that might have been the end of golf season for me. Which also means we might be able to get back on schedule with the podcast, doing them Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because it lasted one week on schedule and we fell off the train really quick. But it's an, it's an exciting time right now for you sports and the CCAA because sports are back in Canada. Exhibition plays in full swing. Regular season competition starts Saturday, August 28th. When football comes back in Quebec. It's an exciting time. And you heard, if you listened to past episodes, you heard my rant. Uh the start of last episode, episode three, with Tejon Graham from Nipissing Lakers. Sports are back in our country. There's a regular season game in 72 hours, roughly, from now, when this podcast drops. It is crickets still on the national media stage. Dead silent outside of Quebec. That can't happen. It can't. I I said it all in the last episode. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but we're not even promoting our own game in Canada. We have no hesitation promoting NCAA, anything south of the border, yada, yada, yada. The list goes on. You can't find a damn thing. On at U Sports, CCAA, you name it. Uh, 
good luck. There's been exhibition games the last week and a half on the soccer field. Fraser Valley just completed a men's and women's sweep of Simon Fraser University. The men's program picked up a 2-1 win and the women's program a 1-0 win. VIU men's uh, soccer program picked up a 1-1 draw against Nanaimo United FC Division One. Laval just hosted their intra-squad game ahead of Sunday's uh, season opener against McGill on the football field. There's transfers, there's recruits, there's a bunch of headlines galore that get one, two retweets from schools, a couple likes, and that's it. What? It, it, it's baffling, absolutely baffling. And even other independent outlets aren't retweeting, liking, whatever it is they need to do. They're not doing it. Like there's nothing there. And it, it's it's painful. I said it all last time. I'll put the link to episode three in this description. If you want to listen to the first 25 minutes, I just go on a rant. I don't think any of it was really in order, let alone made a lot of sense. But take a listen. If you want to hear my stance on where I stand with the lack of media coverage in Canada. I don't think it's any real secret either to where I stand. Mentioned some recruits that have happened lately uh, on the, on the ice St. Thomas university have added Waterloo transfer Emma pie is a fourth year. She's played four years at Waterloo. This is her fifth year. She's, Going to add some offense to the Tommies and really try to bolster their offense as they go for a conference and national title. There's a fruit fly in here that keeps flying around. It's pissing me off. Sorry. It's another rant that I didn't expect to have on a podcast. Attacked by fruit flies. 2021. COVID just keeps throwing random things at you. Today is a fruit fly. On the basketball court, Chloe Skaber transfers from Camosun to VIU. And that is an underrated key transfer in CCAA and Pac West women's basketball. We had uh, head coach Justin Thiessen from Camosun on the Four Quarters podcast back in December. We did a, a week long kind of cross Canada series, had a coach from 16 of 18 leagues on and we were talking about the upcoming season and when things returned and what the roster was going to look like for Camosun among other things. And the one name he kept coming back to was Chloe Scaper being a, an impact player and potentially a first team all-star and in the running for potentially player of the year in the pack West as well. And he, he radiated excitement for what Chloe was going to bring to the Chargers this year. Now she's with VIU, who 
has been a perennial contender atop the Pac West and atop the CCAA rankings week in and week out. They were set to host nationals in 2020. Just they were canceled three days before because of COVID. They want to run it back this year. Head coach Tony Bryce does a fantastic job recruiting, does a fantastic job getting the team ready to go. You add in a player with talent, skills uh, on both ends of the court and experience in Chloe Skaber to a group that is already hungry and wants to run it back and make up for lost time. That's a big, big pickup for Coach Bryce and VIU. And just as we were recording this, maybe half hour ago, not that long, UNB dropped their own basketball recruiting bomb. Thomas Legalis was transferred from St. FX to UNB for his final year of eligibility as he completes his Master's of Education in Adult Education degree. Uh, with the Reds, head coach Joe Salerno has added a veteran in the AUS and the ACAA. Legalis was a former ACAA player of the year when he began his career with Mount Allison, CCAA All-Canadian. I think he averaged over 21 points a game that year when he was a Mountie, transferred to St. FX, and then now will close his career at UNB. Big headline, big headlines, plural. No attention. And you add in earlier, or I guess late last week, early this week, the signing, signing of Brittany Tebow, former CCAA Player of the Year and CCAA National Champion from the Olds College Broncos, signed her first professional contract in Denmark, which Unless you follow the old college Broncos, you didn't hear a damn thing. And I've said this countless times with four quarters and everything else that I've done basketball wise. Brittany Tebow is one of those players who was arguably the best player in Canada when she played at Olds, U Sports or CCAA. Vastly underrated, vastly underappreciated. borderline disrespected when it comes to what she was able to do on the court on both ends of the floor and the minimal attention she got. She had a game where she went for 61 against Sate. And that's incredible. I don't care who you're playing, what level it's at. 61 points does not happen every day. So there are a lot of this is why this is why this started. This is going to be another rant, an impromptu rant. This is why this started the All Canadian Sports Network year round coverage headlines across the board. You can scroll through our Twitter feed, our Instagram stories, and know what's happening. And when we get the website going here in the next probably week, football starts this weekend. I want to have it ready by kind of the end of opening weekend. You'll be able to know what's happening. And that's, that's the goal of this. Keep our leagues in the spotlight year-round. 
because all of those just four headlines that I listed, Emma Pye, Chloe Skaber, Thomas Agalis, and Brittany Tebow, four of the many, 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 many headlines that deserve to be talked about year-round, but aren't. I don't even know what to say anymore half the time because I beat the same drum over and over again. I don't want to sound like a broken record. But with sports coming back in Canada, starting this weekend, 72 hours from the time you listen to this, Montreal at Sherbrooke, opening the RSEC football season and the U Sports football season and the U Sports regular season schedule as a whole. Media coverage needs to match, and we are nowhere bleeping close. Nowhere. I'll do my part. I've got to reach out to people who have expressed interest in joining the team at the network. I have to do that. It's public now that I have to do it, so i got to hold myself to it. We'll do our part. Others got to step up. This is going to be a shorter episode, but I do want to wrap up with a brief point on the CEBL capping their third season in style. The Edmonton Stingers go back to back winning on their home floor with a dominant, convincing 101-65 win over the Niagara River Lions in a matchup of the top two teams in the regular season. Xavier Moon wins finals MVP. Lethbridge, Pronghorns head coach, Jermaine Small, leader of the Stingers, gets the job done. The Stingers were the best team all year round. Showed it in the playoffs. They had a scare in the semis against Ottawa. It's the Blackjacks. Came away on top. And as they say, the rest is history. The Stingers keep the title in Edmonton for another season. The CEBL, and I've said it before too on on past podcasts. I was I was skeptical of the CEBL at the start in year one. With you see in all paper, you see the travel where the teams are located and the amount of travel. And year one, I think went okay for the league, and they added a seventh team after year one, heading into year two, and so you started to see things kind of pick up a little bit and then COVID hit that could have been the end of that league right then and there year two COVID what do you do they navigated the pandemic incredibly they host their bubble tournament in year two now this year back added fans to the mix halfway through really orchestrated their league and put their vision to work. They knew they've done this the right way is what I'm trying to say. And full props to Mike Morreale, everybody at the CEBL office, all the teams, all the players for – essentially running this league without a hitch the last two years with COVID and the restrictions and the provinces kind of being in their own stages of the reopening. 
and to see the level of excitement and energy in Edmonton for the CEBL championship weekend and in the finals just shows that this league is here and here to stay. Sorry, it's early in the morning. I'm yawning. They've done this right. And the skepticism I had early on in year one when it was launched, it's gone. And I'll, I'll publicly apologize again. I was wrong. I was uh, skeptical because you've seen, you've seen the success or failures of past leagues in, in Canada for basketball. And that initially comes to mind. And again, on paper, you see the travel and you wonder, how is this going to work? They've made it work. They've made it work. They're adding Scarborough, the Scarborough Shooting Stars next season. Uh, a team in Montreal, I believe, is still in the works as well. So it'll push into nine teams. An incredible job done by Mike Morreale, the entire staff of the CEBL, capped off by an incredible, incredible weekend uh, at the championship weekend in Edmonton. The Stingers are back-to-back champs. Basketball is on the rise in Canada. You see, you see a lot of top Canadian talent on display in the CEBL, in addition to Americans and other nationalities like Xavier Moon, for instance, who is the face of the CEBL at this point, it feels like. And you just wonder what's next for this league. And the level of excitement continues to grow. Can't wait for year four. I really can't. I just wanted to make sure we added that in, uh, the CEBL bit, just at the end, because it deserves more recognition than it gets. And nothing, again, from the major networks in our country that cover sport. They, you know, they, they talk about the CEBL finals weekend a little bit, but regular season-wise, there's nothing there. So as, as the ACSN gets rolling and the season four rolls around next summer of the CEBL, you can bet we'll have that too. On Friday's episode is when we'll preview the weekend's football games with Montreal Sherbrooke and McGill Laval. We'll look at some more headlines that come up over the next 48 hours and really continue to push for the level of media coverage that U Sports and CCAA deserves in our country on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. That's on Friday. But again, like I said, short episode today. Just wanted to try to get things back on track with having missed Monday due to what I feel is heat stroke. Note to self, don't golf two days in a row in 40 degree heat, no rain, no clouds, no nothing, essentially. You're not as young as you used to be. We'll just leave it at that. But this is the All Canadian Podcast powered by the All Canadian Sports Network. I've been your host, Tyler Bennett. We will talk to you again on Friday here at the ACSN where it is All Canadian coverage all the time. Cheers. Cheers.